Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Sunday morning. I'm with my good friend and colleague, Dr. Eric Lacos, and he requested our emergency session. Uh, I was used to get up soon, but no. <laughs> I would have appreciated to stay in bed this morning. Dr. Lacos, how are you doing? Good morning. How are you, Rick? I'm doing great, but now uh, let, let's see what was so urgent. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, 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 we've been we've been discussing many many alternatives, many options. Um, one option that's going through a lot uh, and that we hear is how um, when we go back to practice, how uh, uh, the transformations that maybe we, maybe we will be required to do in our offices, uh, namely negative pressure rooms, uh, the sterilization process, and all those kinds of of, of uh, precautions that might be absolutely necessary and that will. Uh, but at the same time, there's a big risk to all those things that, that all those measures that have been announced uh, to this point, and 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 it's the cost. Uh, so obviously, if we move towards uh, uh, precautions that that uh, uh, you know make the cost go up significantly, and we're talking about uh, serious money to to do types of renovations, transform your your existing. Um, air filtration system and everything you can have costs that can lead up to uh probably more than 100 200 dollars in depending on different cases and, and and depending on the effectiveness of the technology that we would actually bring so if you put this burden on dental clinics um what's going to happen is uh, costs are going to go are going to go up and then uh, uh, it's going to ultimately go up for patients as well and that is 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 would be uh, to me uh, very bad because uh, it would have a, an indirect effect of reducing accessibility to care, which is the la very last thing that we want. Um, you, you're talking about two hundred thousand. Where are those numbers coming from? All those numbers come from di different sources that I've that I've checked and, and, and I've verified. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it's difficult to say per se, but uh, when uh, I look, I, I looked it up a few years back because uh, obviously having negative pressure rooms is is uh, is, is a high uh, is a high hand of of the of precautions in terms of of uh, aerosol or disease transmissions or bacteria flow, and that's what they have in some operating rooms. But the costs are very high. And, and that's where those numbers come from, from the studies that I've made. And also from the fact that, you know, when you build something, there's a cost. But when you uh, make renovations, you have to demolish some, some of what you've already done before reconstructing with different things. And that, that, that's where those, uh, those numbers are. So you come. telling me that after this, you, you had um, an estimate for 200000 to renovate your clinic as an operation room that's going to be a negative pressure. But based on the aerosol that we're talking about, this will have to be applied to all hygiene rooms, right? This is what you're saying. It would have to be applied basically throughout the clinic. So that's not uh, 200,000 anymore. No, 200,000 is the whole system. It's not $200 per, per room. You, you, you okay. can basically, because you don't, there's some, there's some steps that you don't have to replicate from room to room because it's the same system okay. that, that it goes through. No, but yes. Today, a clinic will cost about a clinic about four operational rooms will cost about one million to to build more from eight hundred to one million. Yes, you're saying it's this will cost about twenty percent more, twenty to twenty five percent more. Yes, that's for a new clinic, but an existing clinic, for example, who would have, uh, for example, all the orthodontists who usually practice in open settings, 
you know, their operatories are not closed uh, for most, for the most part, they just have like, you know, small separation. So then you have to build separations. You have to do all sorts of. Uh, so that's going to be even more than 200. That's going to be even just more. The system to, yes. to make it work, then you have to, actually, you have to redesign your whole clinic. You have to redesign the whole clinic in, in some cases, absolutely, because it just wasn't, wasn't designed to do that. And, uh, and, and because there's, there's also, I'm not an expert in ventilation, but there's, uh, you know, there's the whole airflow system and, and the, the rate of change that the air has to be, has to go through in order for this thing to be effective. So you have to have a lot of confinements. Your rooms have to be sealed. So even in even rooms that are closed, if the doors, you know, don't allow, uh, 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 currently allow for air to pass, that so you have to change all of that. There's a lot of things that it that it implicates. So yeah, uh, um, those numbers are conservative. You know, they're not uh, they're not alarmist by any means. Yeah, because I'm I'm listening to you, and uh, I wish you didn't wake me up on this news, because you know that my clinics it's in a high rise downtown. That might be even more complex, because my air is recycled by the rest of the building. Absolutely, the way it works. So. Uh, then uh, that's going to cost me about 500 G. Just the, the thing is we have to build something and then we have to pull it out outside directly. We can not even use the, the system of the, the building. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, I agree uh, with you. That was an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing now, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> I also know that when we interview uh, Dr. Philippe Faux from France, he has no problem because the patients are not paying, the government are paying for them. But he was scared about going back in May and he didn't know how, what he has to face uh, about the, the extra regulation based on all the safety precautions we have to take cost of it. Yes, but at the same time, they still have the same problem because even though, even if, if the treatments are subsidized by the state or, or, or by the country, by the government, I mean, in the end, taxpayers are the ones who are paying for that service. It's just the money is flowing differently. So if the government or if the dentists have to invest even more in a service and the fees that they're receiving are not corresponding to the fees that they're engaging, it, it just simply won't work. I mean, uh, I've seen uh, uh, some um, posting and some, and, and some videos saying, is it the end of dentistry? Well, I think we have to start thinking differently and there's a, there are technology and means that are, are out there that could allow us to, to, to be more effective at costs that may be you know, less significant. You, you know, I had two hats because yes, I'm defending dentistry and I'm trying to, to get our industry throughout this crisis, but also defending the economy. And to all the people I talk in the economy, say, you guys are way more safer than we are because we all always, we'll be always need dentists. The only thing that they just realize is they might not be the same dentist to be seeing because all the dentists right now, the clinics <laughs> might be going to go under, but the profession will last, that's for sure. Now, you mentioned something, then, constantly speaking, this is about 25% of increase in the cost of building a clinic based on your numbers. That will also mean that if that cost will be transferred back to the patient, that's a 25% or at least, let's say, because the building of a clinic is not the whole thing about the, the fee structure, but that's at least a 10 to 15% increase in the, the fees to the patient. Uh, do you have any, anything in mind? What will you do? By May, what will you do? Will you invest? Will you uh, borrow to, to, to build up those negative pressure rooms? 
Um, you know, unfortunately, th th there's one thing that we have not, we'll have to obey by regulations. I, I suppose there's going to be new regulations and new guidelines which we have to obey by. Um, but we, when I'm we're saying we have to think differently is, uh, uh, you know, I've been uh, reading and, and, and watching the news like everybody else, but uh, there's new technologies uh, that have recently been approved by Healthcare Canada where they can do uh, COVID testing and they can get those results very quickly. It's, it's, a, it's a DNA based test. Um, I think that uh, if we, if we were to find new protocols, you know, uh, uh, join experts, sit together and we were to find a new protocol that will allow us to basically bring in a patient, test them, get the result. And, and depending on the result, you can then proceed uh, to either treat him or not treat him. Uh, this you want to test every single patient coming through a dental clinic? If we have to, that's a, I think it's a very smart way to go because uh, those techniques, technology can be can 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 give results in about thirty minutes from what I've from what the, uh, uh, the technology says. It's is been that even feasible? Because right now, one percent of the population is tested. That that that's taking a lot of resource, and you are suggesting that we test everybody coming through a dental clinic. Imagine that. You have uh, just in Quebec, and I'm not talking about Canada and North America and uh, the United States, but just in Quebec, there's over 6,000 dental offices. If those 6,000 offices are, are now able to test, to screen test their patient, you relieve the healthcare system by that much, you know, by all the patients that we see. Uh, you relieve them by that much. Uh, and then you, you treat those who can be treated and the ones that, that may be, uh, because obviously we've been, we've been doing this for emergency. We've been screening on the phone. We've been, uh, uh, you know, like uh, assessing risk. But there's, there's, there's still the question about all those asymptomatic patients. So if you're able to test these patients and if they have a positive testing, you send them home or, if they, or, or, you, or, you, or you put them in touch with the regular healthcare system so, so they can be monitored. Uh, you're you're basically helping the system and you're helping society a whole lot, you know. And and we're doing our share, and 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 we're the cost of doing those tests will never reach the cost of 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 re reinvent rebuilding or or reconstructing our offices. It will it will allow to maintain access to care by not increasing the cost, and that I think is very very important. Number two. It's very safe because then the patient that you would then bring and, and say, okay, he's cleared for treatment. You bring him in a room and then you generate those aerosols that, that we've, you know, uh, we're, we're always talking about. But they're still, they're not any, any at a higher risk than they were before. So I like your forward thinking, Doc. I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that now you want to test everybody coming through a dental clinic. How do you think the population will react to that? Are, are those tests invasive? Absolutely not. They're very. They. They. they, they uh, those. Those units, from what I've read, are, are very. It, it, you're taking a swap with a cotton, and, and 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 they're very simple to be to to be performed. So they, 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 I'm sorry, but I have to ask because <laughs> you scared me this morning. with me up on the fact that I have to invest about half a million just to update my clinic. And I don't like the fact that I will have to just invest upon a fear because we were perfectly safe until now and suddenly mm -hmm. we're not anymore. And this is not just here, it's all around the world. But you're telling me that to test a patient is a swap and how long is it going to take? 30 minutes. 
Okay, it's a swap of 20 minutes. And even if we know, if we know that, most of the people haven't been tested until now. That doesn't make sense to me. Something's wrong here. Well, th this machine was, uh, I think, was just recently approved by, by uh, Healthcare Canada, by Santé Canada. So it, it, it's a brand new technology. It's a brand yeah, three new months too late. Imagine <laughs> if that happened before. <laughs> Imagine if we have test screen everybody from the airport. We won't be in crisis now. <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely, and and that's what the articles are saying, you know. Uh, uh, and 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 from that's how I got interested to the matter in the first place because um, that's what everybody has been saying. Just for example, in our our elder, elderly um, home cares, they they said some some experts said, well, everybody that's going to go work there, you have to test them before they get in because if they come in carrying the disease and now they're helping. They're actually, you know, they could be spreading the disease and, and, and make matters much worse. You know, this has been said. So, uh, and, and then the problem seems to be our ability to test and, and our capacity from the number of people we have versus, uh, <clears throat> versus the, the, the number of testing uh, technology available. So now that this technology is available, I think we should really focus ourselves. We have to look into it. We have to look into it. If I understand your ideas, it's like, Let's have one room where people will come into, and as soon as they test, they clear out, then it's life as usual. And we're not talking about two weeks in quarantine, we're talking about 20 minutes. Exactly. Now we have to look at the, the cost and efficiency of that, those tests. But why are you proposing it? Let's just have life as before, but just have a security check. It's gonna take 20, uh, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I still have to know uh, how, what else is going to take us. I think it's, it's more than a room and just a person swapping a mouth that you need maybe the uh, infrastructure coming with it. You know, at that, at that exactly point, this is where we need to, to join in with some experts. And then maybe they're going to say, the patient comes in, you take the test, you send him back to his car and wait for 30 minutes or go somewhere and come back uh, uh, where he stays. You, can, you cannot do that. Because the thing is, if he is positive, you want to contain him there. <laughs> we're talking about helping society <laughs> but no, wait, wait. what you're proposing is dental clinic will start to serve as a checkpoint just as an airport to just check everyone and I think that after they've, they've been checked they should have a brass or something said that I'm okay for a while just for the time that the, this fear is going away because I think that this has cost us way too much not just to dentists but to all the society and what I love about, about your initiative, it's, you know, that I'm all about our, the members of our, um, our industry. We have yeah. to defend the fact that you cannot just impose over them regulation based on fear. Because right now, it is said, until now, we are shooting in the dark, even if we will save lives. We are losing so much more. We're amputating limbs to save uh, lives. And I don't say it's debatable, but there's, there's a lot here on the line. So our dentists cannot survive that kind of mentality, that's for sure. Um, we have to, to be more focused, and I think we have to identify the threat, where it is, and to neutralize it. Not just to, to have something abroad, the scope say, let's have security everywhere. That doesn't make sense. But, but also, we have to see it that way. Uh, before, being, before being a, a dentist, we're healthcare professionals. That's, that, that's what we are at the very base. So now we're talking about a disease that affects 
that has tremendous repercussion that affects uh, um, uh, you know the world everywhere and i think um it's just intelligent and normal that we contribute um more or in a more significant way and being able to be to to perform those tests uh having the right formation being prepared to do that is is just a tremendous support to the healthcare system actually don't get me wrong i'm all with you on this because on in this crisis dentists all around the world the world has been put aside from the the war effort yep. and um, what we have realized it's the the, the, the specialists now all, all the the specialists in the medical field also have been put aside somehow and now they're getting Absolutely. back so it's nothing personal against the dentist but what is so painful oh, to of course it's we have structure infrastructure on our shoulder to maintain and this is the waste here all this infrastructure could have served to help in this crisis so so uh, i love the idea that with this you're bringing a, a degree of relevancy to dentists because our infrastructure we're on the ground we're everywhere this one at, uh, there's three at every corner <laughs> exactly wow. that's true how can that be safer? But the thing is, is that feasible? It's also uh, a question of legality. Who's going to do this? Who's going to administrate the test? Is that going to be a dentist? Is that going to be a staff member? Is that going to be a physician? I, I think at this point, I think at this point, the last thing we'd really want to get, and I know that it's going to have to come down to regulations because that's the way it is. But I think that if our, our, our if leadership and 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 uh, you know political. Uh, um, uh, will uh, we've, if we put everything all of that aside and we go to the essential right now the essential is to find ways to find methodology where we are improving the 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 care and the uh, of our of the whole society and dentists they have a very good uh, 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 formation they're doctors um, they're experts of the mouth they do things that that requ that require a lot of uh, dexterity and skills, and 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 more importantly, every single day when they work, they have to work in a in a clean environment. I mean, bugs, bacteria, uh, 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 is part of my daily life. Yeah, it's it's been twenty years of doing this. <laughs> What's the <so> healthy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do surgery every day. I do biopsies. I do all these things. There's absolutely no way that we cannot be uh, 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 perform these tests, which according to, uh, I don't want to get into specifics into, into companies or, or brands or anything like that, but from everything I read is very simple to administer. And even in the article, they were saying it could be very, uh, they could use those tests uh, in remote areas like uh, the, the the north, uh, where there is less access to medical care, so the the the, the article is suggest actually suggesting that it would be possible for a non medically formed individual uh, uh, to be able to perform the test and read the results. So, so, That's so, all. I have to ask: Is no dental clinics are in the center of the system? Why don't we have just those at the border of the system? So at all the checkpoints, the airports, uh, all, all the big hubs test everybody there and as soon as they arrive in the country you know that they're safe well not that it, 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 it's been suggested but but as we know no system is perfect and 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 obviously you may have some false positive or false negative we don't know um but we, and we have to prepare for those contingencies but the more testing 
uh, points you have. And they've been saying this from the get-go. I mean, I mean, countries are fighting to be able to do more tests and they're saying the ones who are doing more tests are, are better off than the ones who are doing less. And, and, and this technology is right there. It's now available. Health Canada approved it. And, and, and you have a whole force, you have a whole industry that's right there and available to be able to, to proceed that in the dental industry. I love your idea, Doc. I love your idea. And uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around the concept. I hate the idea that I had to invest so much more just to change my air system. Um, and uh, this is about protecting the dentist. This is about, about protecting the staff, but also pro about protecting the public, not just about the safety of it, but let's keep the cost reasonable. Let's go right. out of hand. Furthermore, not only we, not only we'd be, we, even if the, even if we were to invest that money, I still don't believe that this solution would be better than the solution that we're proposing today. Because if you have all this equipment and you're be and you become safer, you don't become absolutely safe. You become safer, and then you're treating somebody. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And you also. <laughs> And then you're testing someone that you that you're, you're treating someone that you haven't tested, and you don't know if that person is positive or negative. That person has never had access to a test. So you're 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 treating somebody with with a high risk patient, and you're treating it in a safer manner, but not a perfect manner. If you're treating a patient for whom you have a higher, a much higher degree of certainty that he is not carrying the disease, well, you can put you can write safer but with bigger letters <laughs> so but like you know that the way we're structured it's uh we're taking ideas and we bring that to our society our and also our industry and it's a yes. dialogue going on um are you willing to take this idea and to bring it out there and to discuss with our peers what do you think of it because this is mainly they will have to volunteer to do this test they will have to invest into uh, I'll function to one level, level more to be safer, as you say, but that will save so much in infrastructure and that will save so many, many clicks from going under. I think it has to be discussed with peers. I think it has to be discussed with, with uh, experts. Uh, like I said, by no means am I an expert in, in, in that field. I mean, we have uh, fantastic experts. Not the idea. In, in <laughs> Not micro, the idea. <laughs> we have experts in microbiology, in immunology, pathology. Uh, I mean, I mean, we should have definitely have a, a, a table of, of, uh, of as many experts as we possibly can discuss the ideas, uh, find the, the pitfalls and the problems that may occur. And, and, and we can then come up with a protocol, but I'm pretty sure we're on the right track. The, the way I see this, and you know, I see ways, my, I see things my way, it's let's stop making war to the economy and let's start focusing on the virus. And this is what I like. We're looking at the virus, not of all the side effect risk. And if we take care of this, the rest will be taken care of itself. Uh, but mainly, I think that we need to have a panel with, as you said, expert in the field. We have to look at the aerosol, what are the real danger of that? And also, uh, is this going to save everything? Because there's no regulation at this stage. If we act fast, we might be the regulation. If we don't act fast, then we have to react mm -hmm. to those regulation. And the worst Absolutely. thing that's going to happen is if we do legislation based on fear, as we are doing today, everything will be triple the standard that it needs, and somebody will have to pay that price. And our people will die from that.
and I and and I honestly believe that uh, um, the only way that this will not work to uh, um, to our advantage is if we keep on do doing traditional turf wars, and if we avoid that, uh, and experts come to get come together and just think of a solution of the right solution. The right solution is we need more facilities. We need to be at accessibility to testing. Once we have that accessibility testing, we can resume. And, and, and now we're just talking about our industry because that's what you and I know. But I mean, if a patient has been tested negative on that day, he can resume work. Uh, uh, he, he can, you know, he can go uh, 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 into our clinics. He can go to the... Um, I love you. Now let's bring all my tunes together. We save yeah. a patient, we save the economy. <laughs> we, <laughs> and we save our clinics. <laughs> oh, because, because then it's the same thing for, for, you know, for eyes, it's the same thing for feet. Well, it's, yeah, the same thing sooner. <laughs> it's the same thing everywhere. And that's what we need to be able to do. I mean, it's amazing how the, the, uh, the food industry has been as, as adapted so quickly. I mean, you go to the grocery today and you have to make the line outside, keep the two meters, you go in, you wash your hands. They have those, those. I just, I just went to my dentist, I have my bracelet. I don't have to, to wait anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fast, fast. <laughs> We're joking now, but I think that this, there's something here. There's something stronger that we have to dig in and uh, we have to act fast. But now, you know, this format of interview is usually 20 minutes. We are 25 already. And I have to ask, you know that you and I have another initiative and it's called the Aftermath. Now you just launched a second one. Are you willing to take this on your shoulder? Because this is more than just ideas. You know that here, if you talk, then you have to walk your talk. Are you willing Absolutely. to have a second initiative on your shoulder? Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm going to reach out to uh, as much as I possibly can to, to any experts, uh, to anyone who's, who wants to contribute. And, and, and it's by putting our minds together that uh, that will make that will go somewhere. So obviously alone, it's not something you can do. But with, with a panel of experts, it is definitely something that uh, it'd be my pleasure to be part of and, and to contribute to. Actually, to I'm talking to other people listening to us at this stage. If you want to avoid the fact that you have to invest about a quarter more in your infrastructure, that's 25%. And this is conservative. And you don't want to just be uh, imposed regulation based on fear or on the fact that we don't know where the enemy is, so let's shoot everybody. This, is, this may be, I'm, I'm not sure what this implication is, but this may be a better way to target the real enemy, which is the, the virus and not just to give uh, to put an extra burden and everything else um i think you just started a new initiative here that's the lacos initiative i'm seeing right here and all that and, and, and what you've said I, have, I still have to add all that by making a significant contribution to society making a significant contribution to the to to, to everybody's health making contribution to our economy all that in the same with the same initiative. All that by by doing those small testing and being able to, you know, contribute to to uh, uh, spinning the wheel of our, of our of our economy, so our society. I, I'm a lazy guy, you know that. I love the fact that if I do one thing, <laughs> something else is asked for me. I love this. <laughs> but here it is. I have to ask you officially: Are you taking an initiative, and is this the Lacoste initiative? I'll do my very best. I promise. You know that when things can go pretty fast, pretty quickly, <laughs> it's going to go big. 
I really hope so. <laughs> okay, no, I, I, so everybody here, we're launching the Lacos Initiative. We need your help because this is an idea. It's an idea that if it goes fast, can save our industry and the economy in the same time. Imagine that if all your patient comes to you at the beginning of May, and because you need to treat, treat them, they have to pass a test, which is non-invasive, based on what I'm, I'm knowing, and that's about 30 minutes, based on what you're telling me. And from this, let's say that they have a brass and they're okay for a little while. They can resume work. Hey, there's nothing else. Actually, what I love about this, we're not fighting the virus here. We're fighting fear. There's no more fear out of the system after this. Exactly. This in New York will go crazy. <laughs> but crazy. No, no, no. Okay, Doc. You have my support. You have my help. Uh, let's push this. Because you know that my real enemy is fear. I said that from the beginning of this crisis. If we can get fear out of the system, now we're starting to be smart people again. Definitely. Who's with us? <laughs> <laughs> Who is with us? <laughs> this is an interview. There's just the two of us, but <laughs> damn. Why are you waiting sooner? <laughs> no, we need, we need to get this interview out there. We need to reach out to people and, and we need to do it as quickly as we can. And, 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 and find a way. All right. Actually, we have to finish. We have to finish out. It's 28 minutes, and uh, I won't be able to put, put, push, post this online. But there's no message of hope here. There's a call to action. Reach out for Dr. Lacos. He'll be um, leading that initiative of trying to find a safer way for us to resume. And with that, we'll be also contributing to society to increase our degree of relevancy in the society. And also, after this, people will have a bracelet saying that I can go back to work and I'm safe. Let's win this war against the COVID, but absolutely, let's win this war against fear. Let's stay smart people. Let's not just bank on toilet papers. This is what I'm saying here. Absolutely. And toilet paper can be very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop here. Let's just stop here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I, I love your energy initiative and I especially your forward thinking. This is, uh, you gotta keep this for yourself and say that my click is the safest one, but you, you choose to come forward to, to share this with the industry in the name of everybody, all the, the member of our, our industry. Thank you. My pleasure. You just save us a lot of money. Let's make it work now. Let's go. You know that we're not losers, right? We might die trying, but we're not losers. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye -bye.